Language and Culture with Dr. J. A podcast brought to you by Kulturium.com in affiliation with Quartal Books and Events. Welcome to Language and Culture with Dr. J. I am Dr. J. This episode is entitled Georgia on My Mind, an interview with Tuna Shanitze and Lasha Kerdikashvili. My guests today are Teona Shanitze and Lasha Kerdikashvili. Hello. And Lasha is your husband. Yes, he is. <laughs> Welcome, Lasha and Teona. <laughs> it's Thank a pleasure you. being here. Thank you. So I invited you to be a guest on this podcast because I think you fit, your profile fits perfectly into it. You have very complicated cultural lives. <laughs> so I'll let you introduce yourself, sort of where you were born, and then let's just go from there. Because I know you speak several languages, and uh, I think that this is a really interesting interview for uh, cultural identity and cultural crises, etc. Sure. So, ladies first, maybe? Yeah, Perfect. sure. Uh, yeah, I was born in um, Georgia, Tbilisi, which is the capital city. And um, I uh, grew up there um, until I was 17 years old, which is when I moved to Germany to study. And um, I've been uh, living here ever since. Um, my, growing up, I uh, spoke Georgian, which is our native language, and also Russian because uh, my mom wanted me to grow up with two languages and um, uh, yeah she taught me Russian which is not um, the case normally so in Georgia um, um, usually people speak Georgian and not Russian not no. usually always yeah uh, and um, because so I <laughs> I do have the exactly the same same history but I lived there until 21 but Georgia is the former Soviet Union country so Russian is well spoken but still, the new generation, they prefer to learn more these Western languages. So we had to study Russian at school. But uh, Tona was privileged because um, her grandma is uh, from Russia. So, so she moved to Georgia to marry on uh, her grandpa. So that's why uh, I guess that her parents got their education completely in Russian. So Russian is... Very much the primary language, really. Yeah, yeah, kind of the you know the the way how they still communicate uh, with each, each other. other. Yeah, which is um, doesn't happen that often in Georgia. Yeah, it's it's not common. So and my family is completely different. So we're just the only Georgian. That's what we speak. The thing is also when I come to Germany and then I meet many people. Okay, say Georgian, they think that uh, the Russian is by default the or this Georgian, they, they identify as the something that is the variation of the language of Russian. So, but it's completely a unique language spoken by only Georgians. There are only 3.7 million people who can speak this language. It's a state language with their own alphabet. So, and uh, yeah, I guess we had three different type of writing systems. So, and the, the current one called uh, yeah, and that's basically the state language and that's the language people get education at school at the university everywhere and what are the other two so there was asum tavruli and there was nuskha and what are tell me tell me the differences i did this is this is so 
basically, I'm not in that topic very <laughs> much, okay, honestly, okay. but so what I can recall is that um, there are different writing kind of letters. Uh, and um, over the time, the number of letters we had kind of decreased a little bit. So at the beginning, we had more consonants and more letters, and currently it's 33. So there, for example, we have the C and H, and there were several variations of those uh, consonants. And now, over over the time that we are removed, and then kind of language is a kind of living uh, organism, and so it developed over the time, and currently that's what we have for today. Yeah. Yeah. 33 letters. Yeah. And yeah, the good thing is that we read and speak exactly how we write, so there are no kind of group of letters, or I don't know how you call it, sure. professionally, you know. So, and that's really easy, but the grammar is pretty difficult. So, it's um, in Russia you have six clauses, right? In Georgia we got seven. So it's even more difficult, but then we were always very kind of um, gender neutral. So we don't have male and female or neutral, so it's just one gender. It makes life easier as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's pretty much about mm. the, the language. Okay, okay, so let me let me go back a little bit to your introduction yeah. still. So, so go back to Georgia. Tell us a little bit about growing up in Georgia. When I think of my childhood, I remember it... Um, it was a very good time, like many people talk about their childhoods in Georgia and they think of um, the Soviet Union and uh, uh, poor times, how they didn't have anything to eat and stuff. But still, even though um, we didn't have electricity most of the time, we didn't have warm water, we didn't have uh, heating at school, I still remember it as a very good experience. Like I was uh, in the garden playing with all the kids instead of the playing in front of the computer or mobile phone or whatever. Um, but really, it really you didn't have heat and heating in the in the school or yeah. and most of the time you didn't have electricity. Yeah, like yeah. at school um, we had heating. I think I was in. Which class? I think sixth, maybe on fifth, when they installed it. Like before that, we didn't have heating and we uh, sat th uh, there with our jackets. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Tona is still the privileged kid, I have to say, because <laughs> she was born in independent Georgia in 1992. So I was born in 1987, that's still Soviet Georgia. So in, uh, then my entire childhood, I, I spent in this all dark 90s. So after the collapse of Soviet Union, you know, we got no electricity. I mean, 80% of my homework I've done on the candlelight. Or then we had this kerosene stuff. Yeah. And that was that was really insane when, when you talk these topics here. But as Tona mentioned, somehow then um, uh, at that time you had the big vision or like dreams or something that really kept you alive and kind of entertain. We had to entertain ourselves, so we we invented in this dark room with some some games where you don't need to kind of write something or then you could hide and seek uh, that game was really <laughs> very, really very good very good <laughs> for that situation because you couldn't ever find anybody there. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i remember that too when we didn't have electricity we would uh, play play some games with my mother like uh, yeah hide and seek and some uh, she would read some books with candlelight yeah, I remember that. A lot of talking, a lot of singing? A lot, yeah. Kind of self-entertaining. And then also we used to play, we called it like city games. So we had this candle all the time and all the lamps. So there was the kerosene lamp and then 
uh, I don't know, this fire there a little bit, and then this uh, shield, uh, glass shield somehow. Old Soviet lamps, let's say. And then, uh, uh, yeah, and then you need to kind of choose a letter, and from that letter you have to write down the cities, the river, or the yeah, country, sure. or whatever. So they have it in Germany too, yeah, Stadtland Fluss. Yeah. Stadt Fluss, you can even buy the special notepads for it. Ah, okay. <laughs> but I played that yeah, too. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah, so we but you need to be able to see for it, you need to be able to write. Yes, so we with could Kindle do that. Lights. Okay, with this. some of the yeah. lamps, okay. Yeah. 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 And then somehow it also helped to develop your geographical skills. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was, uh, yeah, you did, I mean, you could pick anybody. You could pick famous people, writers, yeah, geography. There are different subsections, Yeah, there's right? different, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And we played that too, yeah. sort of. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, we played with animals, just animal names. Plants. Plants, yeah. exactly. So it wasn't River sort of, it didn't have to be in capital yeah. cities. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, that's geography, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that, that surprised me a little bit. I mean, you know yeah. that I was born in Romania, so, um, but we had electricity, that I think. Not always, not always, but, I mean, okay, I was really little, but I do have memories of it. Um, and, I, of course, I, I sometimes at, at some point you don't know how much of your memories are your own memories or things your parents have told you. No, mm -hmm. ah, yeah, so, it's So some up. of it is blurred, yeah, yeah, about sort of lines, waiting waiting yeah. in line for, for food or anything. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I... I remember that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so some of it is just kind yeah, of blurred. So but that I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. We had these um, little kind of talons, that was the name of that. So you had the little piece of paper, and that that allowed you to get the two breads. Like coupons, you uh, know. Coupons, yeah. exactly. Mm, food yeah. stamps, or, yeah. yeah. Food stamps, that's mm. definitely, yeah. Mm. That was done. And uh, then they did this monetary reform, so they, after this, uh, at that time, there was the manetti, the rubble, the Soviet Union currency, and then we, after independence, we had the couponi, and uh, that was hyperinflated. So you, officially, everybody was the millionaire, <laughs> because one bread costed mm. three million coupons mm, or something, mm -hmm. yeah. And what were the rations? I mean, just out of curiosity, you know, you said you had, you could get two breads. Were there rations for families? I mean, in Romania in the in the 80s, there were uh, rations. That I don't know. I don't remember what they were. So I'm asking you what what it was in Georgia. But it was something like you could get one chicken per month per family. There was a certain amount of uh, eggs, and I don't know. There were there uh, were these butter. I, I yeah, the chicken. Were, chicken is very were, expensive. <laughs> there was the there were, bread. There, yeah, there were there were specific salt. I think. Rations yeah. And, yeah. I guess the person who got Sugar, a bread or something, yeah. uh, two breads per family, and. Uh, I'm also not sure, but there was a little amount, so you could survive, but still. And the problem was you had this paper, but there was not enough breads, and that's why you had this huge line, and people need to go, like go there the day before, so to spend the entire night that they were able at 6 a.m. to get a bread. Mm. And in in cold winter, I mean the harsh weather conditions. So I remember my mom waking up at 2 a.m. in the morning and leaving home to get some bread. So. And that was really tough times there, you know. Wow. And do you still yeah. remember your childhood as something um, I have mixed feelings because nice I guess uh, Teona's parents still managed to, to keep her happy. You were happy. privileged to be here. Yeah. Were, you, were, were you privileged? Were, were you in the um, system? Yeah, my, my father used to work um, in other countries, so he, he wasn't in Georgia when I was growing up. So, yeah, we had a little bit more money than the... Um, than the random average, Georgian family. Average uh, Georgian family, I would say, yeah. It was often like that in the most of Eastern Europe. I mean, if, if, if people worked in abroad, worked abroad, or um, 
somehow had access. For example, my father was a national Olympic weightlifting coach, so he traveled. So oh, yeah. also mm-hmm. this this the imported goods, right? Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. he always went with certain goods, and that he sold at the markets wherever yeah. he was, and then he, with that money, he bought other things that he brought back. So there was this exchange and. Through that, you you know you you manage to you, have a little bit more or or have you certain, don't have that strong existential problems at that well time. no yeah and then you know my mother would get my mother would get chicken and and mm-hmm. sort of she would get like um, she would have uh, of course pregnant ladies would be from all work walks of life so they'll be like they would they would have been working at a at a, at a restaurant or something and then oh. she, that's that's how I got to have coke. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think I had like a Coca-Cola. It was a big deal. My mother would get me a Coca-Cola. And back then you didn't think of giving Coca-Cola to kids or that it was any problem at all. I mean, so we would have, I remember this, my mother would get fresh bread and she would cut off the, the Kenya Hoyo. The Kenya mm-hmm. Hoyo is the, is the, is the, the crust. crust. Uh, mm-hmm. crust. It's the crust of the bread and she would cut off the crust and uh, my father would be really upset always because she would basically shave the bread, mm. and um, she and I would sit down in front of Dallas, and you know, as even as a little kid, and I was allowed to eat this bread uh-huh. crust and yeah. have a coke. Uh-huh. And the only way, reason she was able to have a, you know, sort of, I think, I think, or I don't even know if it was coke or Pepsi. I mean, you know, but she would have a beer and I would have a coke, and, <laughs> and, sort of, and, and that too was all like sort of a big deal. So uh-huh. it was kind of very, very special. I remember uh-huh. that. Uh, and we had Woody Woodpecker on Sunday for uh, half an hour or 20 minutes. Uh, What's that? Woody Woodpecker is like Tom and Jerry. It's a cartoon. Uh, it's the only cartoon that there was. I mean, I think so, yeah. Uh, we had the Soviet version. It's the Nu Pagadzi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you Oh, really? No, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's one of my favorite cartoons, actually. It's yeah. really cool. It's <laughs> funny, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I remember Woody Woodpecker. And, and um, wherever you were, I mean, wherever you were playing... Some mother would scream out the door or the window, What do you want back in? And then, instead of you would just run to yeah. whoever's house was nearest yeah. and you would just all pile in. I mean, they were like yeah. kids you didn't know that well, and they would just because it was 20 minutes. So you just ran to wherever, you know, yeah. wherever you could, and you'd watch these yeah. 20 minutes of what you would back We had the same, like, uh, but in villages mostly, not in the city, but in villages there was mostly one family who had the television, so they would scream, hey, something is starting, and then everybody would run over and watch it together. Yeah, this okay. black and white, the little yeah. screen of the working on the uh, car battery. You know, and uh, that was the only only source of electricity at that time. Oh wow! Mm. Wow! Yeah, and I remember even in Tbilisi, so uh, we were gathering. There was just only one neighbor in our block who got that TV and that uh, battery, Aku. So and we were like more than thirty people: the kids, the the moms, the <laughs> grand. Mas, everybody actually, and like 30, 40 people squeezed in little room and watching this series, you know, and that was like the ceremony when we all, the entire neighborhood gathered. I remember being at the Black Sea with my parents and um, in Constanza, somewhere near, Mamaya, somewhere near there, and uh, we were in some sort of, I think it was in Constanza. Uh, we were in some sort of, but but I think I'm mixing it. This is what I mean. I don't remember. I don't, it could have also been Sovata, which is these thermal baths. So I don't. So you know mm. what I mean? Like it's like everything's yeah. kind of. I am not completely sure. But I I have this distinct memory of some sort of like a community building, 
Um, and that's why I, I don't know if it was because when we were at the Black Sea, we always stayed in a hotel. There were mainly these hotels. Um, and at, in Sovant, in this, in these, these baths, there were these little um, bungalows that you could mm. that you could rent. Um, and I have this sort of this memory of us with the community hall. And it was a similar thing where hundreds of people just yeah. squeezed in with a tiny TV. Yeah. And I, I remember that. And I remember my father, I was sitting on, on his shoulders and he was he was saying, okay, come on, we'll go for a walk. And this is stupid, you know, sort of people sort of. And my mom was like in the front row going, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I'll be right with you, but I have to see this first. So, yeah. kind of, you know. But it was a lot more communal, wasn't it? I mean, it was a lot yeah. more sharing. And, and actually, Definitely, yeah. Kind of the kind of living together somehow, you know, because more or less everybody suffered from the same economic and social problems and that was the way how you could exchange the world, motivate each other and somehow, yeah, like, even though there were so many problems on the human level, like, people had more communication or more outgoing character or they were more open or more eager to talk to somebody and kind of help, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, th- I believe that's the, the unique way how the Georgians survive until today, you know, because they suffered a lot during the, throughout the history. So I guess it helps that we're warm people and love to be together and talk to each other and have this suppressed this table where we party just with, without a reason and drink wine together you know, yeah. and sharing food. That's yeah. the, the very core thing. So. Yeah, but um, we were talking about that a couple of days ago, um, that uh, Georgians uh, unite in whenever there is pain and suffering. Yeah. You know, they, they are... And in good times, <laughs> they don't like each other. Either. Oh, is that right? Yeah. In good times, they don't like each other. Yeah, I mean... Maybe that's, maybe that's yeah. innately human. Yeah, that's yeah. what... So they are envy and jealous when yeah. the, their neighbor is doing well, but if the guy is dying and diagnosed then by help. cancer, then, <laughs> then oh, it's, the, it's a big drama. They, they will do everything to help this guy. <laughs> that's yeah. a paradox, you know. I, I, that's a person I would... Uh, I, I would wish that some, somewhere in between in the middle, you know, like because we're the maximalist people. Either everything or nothing, you know. And that that's that harsh. Then the frustration is bigger than at the end. Or, but but yeah. I but I, but it's interesting because sort of I, I would say uh, I, I wonder if it's in you know if it's specifically Georgian or if it is something Eastern European. Yeah, or no, if it's, it's not specifically Georgian. Or if it's or if it's something that has to do with growing up less. I know you keep mm-hmm. calling Teuna privileged, but but sort of with less privileges, with less. Um, things, yeah. um, because because I noticed that with my parents as well. I mean, that they're, they're and I, you know, sort of I I understand that mentality. Yeah. This all or nothing, you know, sort of you're completely dedicated and loyal yeah. to your friends and family. You're, you know, sort of like if you if you like somebody, you really like them. That's it. There's no. That's it. Yeah. Um. So so there's that. That's I can I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, and I think it comes from that because. Like you said, that's the only way people survived. Yeah. You had to know who your friends were and who you could count on. And yeah. And, yeah. and it's the kind of this family clans we have. So your family members are not considered just only your direct family members, but the cousins and uncles. And so I guess, uh, and they, they love to get together 
often and on a weekly basis, I can say. And there is always something to celebrate. It's a Christianizing, baptizing, birthday party, wedding, whatever. So they, they really look for a reason to, to drink some wine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, do you have that as well, that sort of if, if a friend becomes really close, then, then people say sort of, well, they're family or he's family. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a very big thing. In yeah. even uh, in in my young ages, that was really forbidden to get into relationship with the sister of your best friend. So that was kind of considered not a not a right thing to do. Even today, I think you know why. Because he, he kind of declared your brotherhood something, and then and the, so like a, the, the sisters identified like a, you yeah. as as a brother, and then suddenly this perspective changed. So. Yeah, I guess it's, it's correct, right? Yeah, 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 it's absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so what else do you, do you remember? What made your childhood specifically Georgian? Food. <laughs> okay. Georgia has a very rich uh, food culture, so there are some special dishes. Um, um, a lot of cheese, a lot of, a lot of meat. Um, yeah, I would say, of course, uh, the Georgian language itself and um, these uh, relationships that we have between people. Like, um, I still talk to my friends from my high school and my school, my kindergarten. So, um, yeah, I think that that is one of the things that I would say is Georgian. Okay. That yeah. it, it persists, this uh, friendships, they last, last long. So in my case, so Teona was born and raised in the center of the capital. So I was lived more in the outskirts, in the ghetto, so to say. And there you had this. Wait, 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 wait. I have to interrupt now. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you, but okay. So, so Teona was more privileged than you. You got to yeah. be in the center. And, and she doesn't have a typical Georgian family. Poor? I have to say. Did you grow up more sort of? I, I would say I was uh, like we were like everybody. Of course, nobody was there rich. I was below. Everybody was below party line. I have to say, but. Uh, the good thing is, <laughs> my mom managed somehow that um, we were we were really eating good food always because um, my mom comes from the western part of Georgia and this uh, she was really supported by these uh, products coming from that part of Georgia. So the meat and cheese, just she, she somehow managed it well. So there there was cheaper. So she kind of had the supply chain yeah. <laughs> well constructed. Yeah, yeah, sure, so yeah. my uncles traveled there and they brought some food. Back in the capital, and on top of that, the thing is, um, so I mean, we were we were doing pretty well. So she never kind of, she had two priorities: like good food, uh, good nutrition, and then education. So and somehow she managed that. She always had money for that, but no <laughs> traveling, uh, no summertime, no clothes. That like the rest was not priority. So, and I somehow understand now why why was that the case. And the question, so to get back to your question, what made my childhood Georgian? So, as I have to say that the, the sense of humor, that's, that's so Georgian, or the place where I used to live, I still miss that kind of the authentic love I had at the time with my mm. buddies. And also mm. kind of the way how we look life, you know? I mean, it's not so... We are so spontaneous people, so you don't have this two years plan that you're going to have this dinner with your grandma in two years or something. You just decide. Uh, you get invitations for a wedding like two, three weeks prior to the no. day. Yeah, or that's, two days. That's, yeah, or that you, it might be even in the same week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, now it's changing, but at that time, so that was a very spontaneous life. So nobody had a plan somehow, so to say. You just lived your life, and every day you woke up, you're happy that you're alive. <laughs> okay, now let's go out and get a bread. You know, that's, that was the, basically the way of life. And the thing is, uh, somehow people managed to have food at home. So everybody got food, this homemade, good wine. And also people were outgoing. So they came to visit uh, frequently. So my uncles, my friends, parents of my friends. So we used to go to each other's Mm -hmm. place. And uh, that's why you never had had a time to really get stressed out or depressed or to really find out that the misery you lived in. So... And that was always going on somehow. Mm. Yeah, uh, but uh, so everybody had food. Yeah, that's true. But it's it wasn't quality food. Like if you asked um, yeah. uh, children what their favorite food was, they would say fried potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> most of the kids would yeah. say that fried potatoes. So because yeah. they didn't eat anything else. Yeah, that's beans and had. potatoes were beans highly consumed there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is that is that so much worse than what kids are eating today? Yeah, yeah. beans and potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Low sugar food. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, sort of some potatoes. I mean, if they're fresh potatoes that happen to be fried, so you got a little bit of calories too from the oil and, and the lard yeah. or whatever it was fried in. I mean, and then the beans with yeah. you know protein and. I, I'm just saying, sort of, is it that much worse than yeah. what they Burgers, eat nowadays, yeah. exactly, fast food? Um. Yeah, but do you remember there were these powders, which were, like, you could make this instant juice. So you need just one liter water to pour it on that powder, and then you mix it up, and then you have this invite, we call it UP or invites, <laughs> the, the I, brand names. Yeah, and my, all of our, like, the elder people used, oh, it's the chemical stuff, you're going to get cancer. You're going to die, yeah. 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 But you guys drank it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was the highlight uh, of the day, if, if you had it, if somebody, yeah. Of course, our uh, parents would, uh, wouldn't allow it, yeah. but then... Um, I remember my uh, grandma, she used to take, we went to a village of ours, which is in the mountains, and she would take like seven packages of of this juice, and we knew that she has seven packages, and then uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, six are left, and five are left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we would do that. But let me come back uh, just just real quick to this, to to the laughter, and the the genuineness, and the Mm, sort of... It's it's really funny. It's true that I that I would say that 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 I laugh differently with yeah. uh, friends from different countries. Yeah, there's a different. Um, it's the entire culture there, you know. Somehow I don't know. But is is Georgian because, for example, Hungarian and especially Transylvanian sort of you know sort of Romanian Transylvanian um, culture is more. It's it's very dark humor. It's it's very sort of but Hungarian, yeah, Hungarian. Um, you know things like um, you know when you're down and something happens that that just kicks you again, yeah. and then you just find humor in it. Um, I, I there's you know I I could give you examples of a friend, for example, whose mother had just passed away and. She was going to her aunt's house, and um, she went inside, and the aunt's dogs, I, I hope I'm remembering the story correctly, bit her. And she and she, uh, uh, she was in the ambulance, and she called me and said, you know, sort of cussing a little bit in Hungarian, but laughing. Like, you know, my mother just died, and 
I got bit by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like so it was just and 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 kind of self-irony right it's self-irony yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i just uh, i remember trying to comfort her but but i also just kind of made fun of her and then it was yeah. you know sort of like taking comfort in that or for example a friend of my mother's i was walking oh. with them in in romania in Klausenburg and Cluj or, yeah. or Cluj or however you want yeah. Cluj Napoca, um, and he was he had a nice suit on and he was walking sort of alongside of me and elderly gentleman, uh, Romanian liter literature professor, um, and this car came by and drove into the this puddle and splashed him but sort of completely covered him <laughs> yeah. you know sort of with with this mud, mud this yeah. muddy water. And so he, he, you know, again, very appropriate gentleman. And he ran out into the street and sort of screamed after the car and said, Hey, you missed me, sir. <laughs> you missed the spot on my suit. Please come back and splash me again. Yeah. So, so that, that's just the humor yeah. sort of, yeah. yeah. I, you mentioned this uh, funeral and somebody died. I mean, that's a kind of an entire subculture in Georgia. The funeral, how they... I don't know how you call it, that when someone dies and then you show off your grief. Oh, it's yeah, okay. it's kind of also the, it's a very big thing. So people used to say that the Fellini should have filmed that, you know, because it's, uh, if, especially in the west part of Georgia, they even had hired people to really cry out loud that they, their visitors had an impression that how much they loved that guy yeah, who died. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there was the everyday life of a single person. You might wake up kind of crying in the morning because having nothing, and then uh, at the end of the day you might have a genuine laugh about something. So uh, I guess it, there was this c'est la vie, you know, daily life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we made it. <laughs> but now that I think about it, um, I think I really laughed more in Georgia than in Germany. You laughed I, more? La yeah, I laughed more I, I don't know if it's because I grew up here like I, when I was there I was still a kid I was 17 years old when I moved here but I make you love here as well too. yeah you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you manage yeah I mean it's my it's my duty, yeah, it's duty. I, I, I fulfill it with a great honor yeah. <laughs> when, so cute. when my friends come over uh, we, we laugh a lot and uh, that doesn't happen in your everyday life here at work for example yeah yeah don't you think it's also uh, I, the way i remember it it's a lot more gossipy oh, it's yeah. not mean but yeah. it's sort of you talk about everybody yeah. You, yeah. you you sort of say oh look at that oh, yeah. or, 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 or you're talking about laughing i mean CCTV traveling grandmas you know yeah yeah watching yeah, yeah. from the window and but i mean even sort of I'm, I'm thinking of sort of traveling with my parents and just kind of walking through a train station, let's say. I mean, my father will be making comments <laughs> on every single person. It's really not mean. It's, yeah. it's never mean. I yeah, mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, somehow it really gets to the point. The guy might get a little bit hard, but <laughs> never, never drama, big drama yeah. that they might yeah. split up or something. Yeah. It's always this, you know, yeah. to tease a little bit, and yeah. But even but now I'm, I'm changing subjects a tiny bit, but. Um, for example, we talked a little bit before the podcast recording, we talked a little bit about driving and then I was telling you about uh, driving in different countries and how I, how, I, how I felt about it. But for example, in France, if I, if I may say this, I feel like people will get a lot madder, they will yell at you and scream and gesticulate and cuss and, and 
but then it's then it's over. It's just it's not really a big deal. And I feel I feel in Germany, for example, when driving, it's it's sort of you don't do anything. But then people get really really angry. I find mm-hmm. you know if you if you make a mistake in in. in you know, you're, you're driving in the middle lane yeah. when you're not supposed to be, then it's just, it's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> you're just not supposed to be. People get angry. People actually get angry. They won't yell. They will tell you very politely that you're not supposed to do something, but it, but people are more angry, I find, mm. in, in the situation. But Yeah, I think in Georgia, this driving is uh, in a, on a whole different level. So, I mean, it's insane how people drive there and you... That's the the big advice we give all of our German friends who never, never went out. Yeah. Just be careful. So the zebra doesn't mean anything. So even might happen that the cornered light is on, on red and the guy is still crossing the road. Well, you, you know, the last time I drove to uh, Romania, I, yeah. I drove uh, from Budapest. I mean, I drove from Germany to Budapest, which was fine, really. Uh, and then I crossed the border and I drove about 20 minutes pulled to the side, started crying, and said, <laughs> I cannot drive here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hendrik, who's now my husband, was like, oh my God, okay, fine, I'll drive. But um, I, I, I could, I cannot drive in Romania. I mean, oh. probably could, I mean, to save my life or something. But it was, it, was, it was two lanes, I mean, back then at least, it was two lanes, and people had made four or five yeah. lanes out of it. Yeah. And, then, and then you're sort of, people are passing yeah. everywhere, yeah. and then all of a sudden, there's a, a, a horse and cart. Yeah. You know, there's there's a there's a carriage, there's a horse carriage with yeah. with with some person in it going, you know, five miles an hour, five kilometers yeah. an hour, and oh no, it, yeah. it I yeah. could I I really couldn't I exactly and people are right up on you. And, it and, happens every day in Georgia. Yeah. But the good thing is, the funny thing is that they somehow manage that. You know, it's you said that they get mad on each other. They do. And they make Who? the Georgians. Georgians, okay. Yeah. But the thing is, they still manage somehow, you know, and they keep it cool. <laughs> they, they get nervous and everything, but if they see that they they, they already recognize, for example, it's the, the fresh new driver. I don't want to now say anything about women driving, but okay, the young girl, you know, and they have this stereotypes. I would like to record that, that Tiona and I are both making faces at <laughs> No, so. I mean, I'm saying what they think. Yeah, I, I, I take it full credit. So it's, uh, it's not my opinion. And they, they think that's okay. Way to get a, yourself out of it. It's a, it's a new girl and they might, okay, go there and ask her, okay, if you can park, I can help, you know. And then I have seen lots of scenes that the girl is stepping out, the guy is sitting and then kind of helping her to, to move her this critical way out. So Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's they are managing somehow and uh, at the end uh, everybody's happy. Well, I, I, I you know, I, I'm actually not insulted by your comment. For me, I mean, I'm, a, I'm not a very good driver, so I don't think it's, it's a, because I'm a woman, but I but If I they say that they you struggle, right? You but, cannot park. But I've or, had yeah. this. I mean, I've driven in Sicily, I've driven in Cyprus, I've driven in places where people are reputed to drive crazy. Yeah. And as soon, I think also, well, it helped that I had a rental car so they could see, like, oh, God, it's a tourist. Yeah. That's one. And two, it, it, I, I've also had that experience that in sort of a lot of these cultures, if people see that you're really struggling, yeah. they, they yeah. kind of go around you or yeah. help you or, yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. In yeah. Georgia, if you ask for help, they will definitely mm-hmm. help you. I mean, it's it's always like that. So. Yeah, or if you do something wrong, they also take it with humor. Yeah. Like, I remember my dad, he cut, cut off someone's line. Yeah, with with his car and then the other one got mad and my dad just pull, uh, turned uh, down the window and told, told him 
come on, it's New Year's, calm down, <laughs> things like and that. Every, and it was yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, they laughed about it, and then okay. everything okay. was fine. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's move on a little bit. So you left Georgia. Why? Um, I think for both of us, it was uh, because of the scholarship that we got. So it was um, the only chance to get out. <laughs> um, yeah, we got the scholarship to study in Germany. So that was the main reason. Um, but I also always wanted to study uh, somewhere else. Um, yeah. yeah. Because the universities in Georgia, they're not that good. Yeah. Uh, and I always knew, okay, it's either USA, Germany, or UK. So, and I studied German at school, and I, I really wanted to come to Germany to just yeah. feel how it feels. <laughs> and you came straight to Hamburg? No, I came to Heidelberg, where um, I did my studies. Uh, my first, uh, well, Georgian school system is um, not... Um, what do you call it? Well, you can't really go to the university uh, here directly. If you have finished a Georgian school, you have to do one mm, year more. We don't have Abitur, so, it's, yeah. Uh, so then you need to spend a year here in the college that you're able to have this entrance qualification. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, yeah, I did that. And then I did three years in Marburg for my bachelor's. And then I came to Hamburg. And then I fell in love with the city and stayed here. <laughs> it's an amazing city, isn't yeah. it? I, yeah. I agree. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's the best Hamburg city. is such, a, such <laughs> an awesome city. The best city in Germany, definitely. You think yeah. so too? Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think it's yeah. such a great city and the university is great and everything that, that's around it with the river and the Alster yeah. and the... Oh, oh yeah. and it's great. It's yeah. really Very beautiful and the architecture and yeah. the nature and the... And people, I love, I mean, I, I, I love, I mean, I, I say people get angry and everything, but, and, and people are sort of this or that or whatever, but once you get to know how yeah. the culture is, you can read people and it's exactly. just, it's just, just, it's funny as well. It's people yeah. have this humor, it's just a completely different mm -hmm. humor. So, yeah. yeah. So what languages did you have still in Georgia? So we, you had Georgian and Russian. Did you have to, was it mandatory for you to learn uh, Russian? Russia. Yes, Russian yeah, at so. school, but uh, I was never good okay. in Russia. Um, it was mandatory, and now it's not mandatory anymore. Okay. Really? Yeah, English is mandatory okay. now. At, the, at my uh, time, you, the Russian was mandatory, yeah. and they also called English as a foreign language. Somehow Russian was not identified as foreign language, and now it changed the entire cultural yeah. paradigm, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but but did you have English as well or not? Uh, yeah, I had. yeah, I had English okay. as well, and I had so I had Russian, George, uh, Georgian, of course, German, and English. Yeah. Okay, and you? I didn't have German because her school was with this major specific focus on German. They were the Sprachdiplom school, and my school was. Uh, I I never planned to come to Germany. Honestly, so. <laughs> and I did my bachelor. So Tona came right after her high school. And I did my bachelor, and uh, then I started working in the bank for two years, and then I was looking the ways how I could make my master's abroad. And I was looking in the scholarship programs in Sweden, in Netherlands, and then a friend of mine just arrived from Italy, who just left a year before, and he said, oh, there's the organization, this DAD, Deutsche Akademie Austausch and they had this representative office in Tbilisi. I went there, I submitted my application, then the professors arrived, I got my interview, and then it worked out. So, And they financed my entire master's program, the full 
lifetime scholarship. Why don't you tell our listeners what you both studied? Okay, so... Uh, I studied business administration in bachelor and in master's as well. So I did my bachelor's of business and economics and the more Falvel, so more economics uh, as my master's. I did that at uh, Philips University in Marburg. It's also a very beautiful, tiny city. Okay, so, so and I never studied German, so to say I, I had my first two months courses when I arrived here, organized by the AD that you like to enable people to communicate. But my master's program was fully in English. Okay, so you studied yeah. in English as well. Yeah. So do you have any other languages I know Tewana that you do? So do you have <laughs> any other languages that you speak and how did you pick that up? Um, yeah, I um, I started learning Spanish when I came to Germany. Um, um, I don't know, I really always wanted to learn Spanish, I think, because um, when I was little, we used to watch some uh, series they, that were translated from Spanish, so uh, I really liked the language, so I decided to start learning it in Germany. <laughs> um, and then I met some friends, and we decided to do an exchange, so I taught them a little bit of German, and they taught me Spanish, which helped me a lot. Like Most of the Spanish I learned were from them. Like a tandem? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I know you're planning a trip. <laughs> yeah, so I'm planning a three-month trip in um, South America. I'm going to go to Peru, Argentina, and Chile. And uh, right now, um, uh, I don't know if Lasha will join me because his work is a little bit, um, yeah, not complicated, but he doesn't really know what he's going to do yet. Mm, he has some projects. Uh, so um, I'm planning to do at least half of it alone from this perspective. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. I've never done anything like it before. So, okay, yeah, excited time coming up. <laughs> okay, so so let me come back a little bit then, because what we wanted to get to is this cultural identity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we have a fairly good idea of how how you feel about being Georgian and I've, I've had for example that the the privilege of hearing the two of you sing uh, <laughs> a, a Georgian song and I, I I found that really beautiful and even that I think that your heart is in it mm -hmm. yeah, I, I actually tomorrow I have my Anbergungsfeier so I got my German passport and citizenship congratulations thank you so my heart now beats for German and Georgia Oh, is that yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, so that's that's the question. So talk about that. About Georgian identity. Well, no, or I mean, I mean I, what you just Both. said. My heart beats for Georgia and Germany. Yeah, that's very true. The thing is, uh, I, I, I was 21 when I left. So I have the feeling that I lived one life there. and But I was still very young, very unexperienced. Uh, the, the person I, I am today, I made myself or everything here. So... I was reborn, or kind of uh, the the journey I had here. The people talk a lot about change, but I guess I'm the very good example of change. So because when I arrived at the time, the thoughts I had, the, because you know you need to come out of out of this little country and then go in this big world and to really see understand what's going on. And then I started here. I met Teoda, and I can say that we've been dating already for ten years. So we grew up together. So. And you've been married for one? Yeah. Yeah. Almost? Almost, yeah. A yeah. couple of months, yeah. So, and uh, identity, that's why I, I feel that, that this country made me as an adult person, I have to say. 
gave me these chances and I value that a lot and uh, I have very good friends here so you know I have this feeling that I used to talk that or discuss that with Turner when I'm in Georgia and living for Germany and I'm thinking sometimes am I living home or am I going home you know and uh-huh. it's it's uh, I mean it's always that feeling I have somehow because my mom and sister and nieces they live there and I turn and I will live here I have my existence here, job and everything, but still, and I believe that it's never going to change. So I'm not a typical Georgian now. I won't become a typical German, I think, and we will be always in between. So, and, and that's also and that's interesting. What, that's you know? the point. I think yeah. you are in between. And so yeah. there, there is, maybe it's wrong to say it's a, it's a cultural crisis, you know, maybe, maybe you're not in a crisis, but it's, but it's, no, it's, it's I guess it's more interesting, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of, yeah. it's, yeah. It's seeing both worlds, belonging to both worlds a little bit. Yeah, because we don't hang out here that much with Georgians or, you know, they're sure. just one or two guys, so we keep contact mm-hmm. because, you know, the job and everything. And I, I also love living here somehow, you know, I got So it's really difficult. There, I, I, What I'm trying to do to take the best things from this Georgian identity and then kind of to match it with the best ones Transpose from Transpose them in here yeah. and then, yeah. And to make like best version of myself here. So kind of mixing those two cultures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely have the same feeling. Whenever I come back from Georgia, uh, the first uh, two or three days, I'm, I'm very, very sad. Um, yeah, but I, I still uh, feel feel like at home here as well. Uh, at my work, sometimes they say that I'm more German than they are. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 li- I like planning, <laughs> I like, like not very much. Like we, are, we are spontaneous, like not planning the visits of friends and family, but I like, I like the organization, I like the structure. So, um, yeah. Oh, she, she is, and she is very... Um, kind of, uh, I would say, uh, the the one who obeys the rules and uh, yeah. kind of, uh, the rule of law is the the, the biggest credo she has, and uh, I'm sometimes making fun of her. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't cross the red light or something like that. Really, in, in Germany, yeah, very rarely. <laughs> yeah, and there's yeah. a kind of uh, village somewhere, no sight of car coming in the next two hours. She was still, that, she was, she was still, <laughs> still at the light. Really? Um, depending. I, I I'm know. changing her a little bit <laughs> recently <laughs> because we used to drive our bicycles a lot. So and when I see that it's it's a it's a fresh yellow, you know, and I can still make it. Sometimes it's a tiny narrow street. It's a fresh. <laughs> I, I cross it and then she was waiting and then then she realized okay. Yeah. Sometimes she joins me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. sometimes I join him, but uh, yeah, we fight a lot when yeah, we ride we the bicycle together because he always crosses on the red light. No, it's not a red light. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's fresh, fresh so, yellow. Yeah. So, what do you what do you like most about the German culture, and about living here in Hamburg? Um, I like that it's very green. Um, first of all, because in Georgia you only have cars, and there are almost no parks left anymore. So, I like that they take care of nature, that it's very clean. Um, yeah, I also like the structure, like you can really, okay, you know when the buses come and you you know, okay, you will get there without the taxi. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I also like the sense of security that we have here in Germany. Um, so if you lose your job, you don't need to worry about uh, making a living, like it's, you're still gonna get paid. Um, 
Yeah, and I like that uh, the society takes care of people that are underprivileged. So, so that the, the sense of security that you have, that you don't have that in Georgia. And I think that's one of the reasons that we're not going back. Because I always said that I'm going to study here and I'm going to go back. And now that I work here, I understand how important that is. Mm. And that I, I can't go back yet. What about in your personal relationships? Mm, with people? Um, I can say that I, I've made some good friends here as well. Um, but I think it also depends very much on luck, if you're lucky as well. So um, these friends of mine uh, I met uh, in the students' dormitory where I lived, so we, we kind of were forced to spend time together. I think that was one of the most important things, why we actually became friends. So, um, yeah, and um, only one of them is German, so two of them are, um, one of them is in, uh, from Iran and the other one from um, uh, Nepal. So, um, yeah, like very close friends of mine. I don't have very close German friends, I would say. Um, but on this um, acquaintance level, I, I um, get on with them very well. The same for you? Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean in this age uh, it's really almost impossible to establish that level of friendship you have with your childhood friends so uh, because they, you know everything about them and it just some point but I have good friends as Tana said not many but one or two but it's always, there's somehow this high bar, I'd say, you know, beyond that, you never, you never cross this line somehow, it's still, and uh, I, it's not necessarily a negative thing, so, because in Georgia, you might get very soon, very close, and then if something goes wrong, you're very frustrated, so, because here, it's, it's manageable somehow, and, but, you know, it's always this ambivalent feeling I have. On the one hand, it's I have always this feeling that it's a never this damn cool friendship I would always cherish. But on the other side, you know that, you know, you know what to expect from that guy every time you meet or it's manageable, predictable and easy to maintain. So let me let me do something um, that, that I love to do with 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 our guests who speak several languages. Mm -hmm. Um, I ask you to say something or we just sort of start speaking a specific language. I mean, unfortunately, I can't really do that with you because I don't speak <laughs> Georgian. I could I could try to speak Russian with you, but that's going to be very limited as well for me, unfortunately. Um, but how about, how about you just sort of maybe with each other mm -hmm. and then just kind of and what I like to do is just ask you afterwards how you felt. Okay. So, so just, just kind of like what you notice about your body or, or, you know, just kind of observe yourself, you know, was it, did you relax, did your pulse go down, did you have different thoughts, it just, just kind of just what happens to your voice and your body when you're speaking it, so. In Georgian. Well, let's, let's, let's kind of go through the languages yeah. you speak, so, so we've been speaking English, how do you feel, is it, is it do you feel? Since it's not my native language, I, I feel like I need more time to find the right words. So I'm a little bit tense, I would say, when I speak English. Mm. And of course, with a podcast, with, course, you know, yeah. with a but huge too. mic in front of you, it's, it's also kind of difficult. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's speak, let, let's speak. Why don't the two of you then speak Georgian? 
just whatever, please, nothing inappropriate. Because we won't be able to check it, but, but just kind of, just okay. whatever, just have a conversation. Just. Okay. Okay. okay, so what did you what did you say? I'm curious. Uh, there, so I asked her, what are we doing tomorrow? And then I said, what do you think about podcast? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we also said we we ha- don't have some words in Georgian. So like I asked him, um, we're going to your Einbürgerungsfeier. Um, okay. Yeah, like or Bahnhof, which is uh, usually so what word. Uh, yeah, we just talked about our plans for tomorrow and... What did you say about the podcast? That's what I want to know. Ah. <laughs> uh, she said that she feels a bit nervous and anxious. Uh, actually, I make fun of her Georgian as well, you know? <laughs> because uh, she was 17 years old when she left Georgia and uh, I told you that uh, in her family, Russian was the kind of mostly family spoken language. language, yeah. And then she used to, at that time, uh, watch more and read kind of uh, different books like she watched this uh, western tv and uh, the bands for example she knows by heart all the lyrics and uh, i might don't know uh, like for example various various songs. Songs. Yeah, yeah the cure for example yeah. uh, avril lavigne was her favorite childhood <laughs> idol but uh, but in my case i might don't know for example very famous uh, musician or band but i know very well the georgian film filmography the literature and stuff like that so okay. i was more in this georgian topic yeah and then <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm making a big fun of her so does does Tiwana make mistakes in georgian um i i wouldn't say i make mistakes but uh, she has I limited vocabulary yeah i don't know some uh, of the words because uh, when i read i read in russian because the russian translations were thought to be better at that time yeah, that um, was considered like very prestigious, you know, like yeah. the, the Russian kids who used to speak French at that time in yeah, the 17th yeah, century. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so now when I read a book in Georgian and I ask him, hey, what uh, what does this word mean? And he's like, you don't know what this word means. And again, yeah. isn't that weird? Because that's actually your mother tongue. Yeah. I mean, you know, the first language I learned was Hungarian and my Hungarian is nowhere near what my English is. I mean, sort of, especially like reading. I can read Hungarian, but it takes me a lot longer to read. Mm. Um, writing, I certainly make more mistakes and I still write with the old, you know, mm. old uh, spelling mm. rules, um, et cetera. I mean, my vocabulary as well. I mean, I can speak about everything, but, but it depends. In certain topics, I, I, have, I struggle in Hungarian or sort of this, this forms of politeness I struggle with sometimes, mm. and, you know, so... So that that's so strange, isn't that strange for you with 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 Georgian? Or? Yeah, it's really strange, and um, also when I talk to people about something, I'm not really a talker, so I don't really talk a lot. I usually listen more, uh, and um, that's why I need more time to find the right words in mm. Georgian as well. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe I'm even more fluent in German. Yeah, it, uh, definitely yeah. some topics I guess you can articulate yourself better in Germany especially yeah. for work 100% yeah because you, I've never worked in Georgian language yes. I've only been yeah. there at school so yeah. 
for work-related words, I'm yeah. definitely more fluent yeah. in German. And it's so funny because I always say, you know, sort of my three languages are English, Hungarian, and um, French. But I've lived in Germany now for so long that I actually wonder if my, you know, sort of if my German at some point doesn't um, yeah. overtake. I mean, actually, probably my German is probably better than my Hungarian. Yeah, most I guess likely. so. Yeah. Most likely. Oh, no, there's no way. My German is better than my Hungarian. Yeah. That's because I've, I've, I, find, I've I find that I find that really sort of strange. I've too. heard how we talk in German and it's accentfrei fließen Deutsch. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Thank yeah. you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so let's switch to Russian. Хорошо. I can say здравствуйте. Здравствуйте. Очень приятно быть мы никогда на русском да, не разговаривали. Давно уже я сама на русском не разговаривала. И у меня никогда не был хороший русский. Да. Когда, когда был последний раз, когда ты рассказывала? Последний раз кто-то приехал здесь. Улджон, наверное, Улджон, да, Улджон приехал. Да. Ну, не, не то, что давно, я думаю, что регулярно я не говорю на русском. Однажды, один раз в год можно, может быть. Но... Да. Я тоже очень давно не говорил. Ну, ты, ты слушаешь много на русском, да? Нет, я когда, бы не сказала. Когда Лили и Тамаз, они всегда на русском общают. Ну да, это да. Но я слышу, но я не говорю. Окей. Okay. Да. Окей, So I said that uh, it's been ages, last time I spoke in Russian, so I'm losing my Russian. And because of many reasons, I also, I don't like to speak in Russian, honestly, so. And, uh, yeah, so. And uh, we were taught, I'm telling her, she said that, okay, I also have not spoken Russian for such a long time, but I told her that, you know, when she's Skyping with her parents, they used to talk in Russian a lot, so she still hears Russian I, I regularly. I hear it, but I don't talk in yeah, Russian. She never so responds in Russian. So. I don't respond. So wait a second, so now your parents still speak to you in Russian and you answer in Georgian? Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it's 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 Russian and <laughs> Russian and Georgian simultaneously. So they yeah. they Switch. say two words in Georgian and then oh, then use one summarizing words in Russian. Yeah. So it's yeah. yeah, it's funny because he he says that my Georgian is not so good. My mother's Georgian is even worse. <laughs> so wow. yeah, so so what is it? So can they get a? But they live in Georgia. Yeah. Can they speak Russian in the stores and streets? Yeah, and, no, no, they, no. they speak so there Georgian. They have to speak yeah, yeah. Georgian but okay. they but don't with have each a, other. They still speak Russian. Yeah. No, so let, they let don't me explain. have a problem with speak. So they speak Georgian very well, and they don't make mistakes. But still, sometimes it's easier for them to say the Russian words because it comes okay, to your mouth. All the communication daily life, I mean, they have perfect Georgian. So yeah, 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 okay, going okay, to, okay. for shopping or something. But they have this Russian-speaking uh, community, so I'd say. The people who got their education, they went in the Russian sector at the university. And they used to work abroad, like in the post-Soviet Union uh, uh, geography in Central Asia or somewhere. And that's why, and also they kind of build up their intelligence and knowledge in this language. So, for example, Teona's mom read like thousands of Russian books. And uh, whenever she wants to kind of have this intelectual... Does your mom teach literature? Does your mom teach literature? 
no. But she, she loves to read. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah, no. yeah. Sorry, sorry. And whenever there's an intelligent discussion or something, to, uh, she prefers to articulate that in Russian. So mm-hmm. And exactly her dad does the, yeah. in the same way. It's also, I think, that well, my mm, dad's uh, mom is Russian. So he's part Russian. Um, well, of course, all many friends uh, of them, they also speak Russian. Um, I think that's... Uh, Yeah, they just only speak in Russian with their friends, right? Because they, everybody yeah, no, met. No, they have also George, uh, like Georgian-speaking friends. Okay. Okay. So, so, but, but how did you feel speaking Russian just now? Uh, not that comfortable, not at all. So I, I you know, the, the when I start talking in Russian, it's Georgian and English and German words comes first in my mind. Now, okay, so. and that's okay. And I need to be very careful selecting my words <laughs> or putting in the right clause. Um. I don't know how I felt. I, I feel um, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't spoken it for a while now, uh, so um, it feels a little a little strange. If I had a friend or someone who I talked to in Russian, then um, uh, and I would do that on a daily basis, it would be okay mm. after a while. Mm. But right now, it still feels a little strange. Mm. But it's a great language. So I I love sure. Russian, Russian Russian poetry and literature. I think it's it's one of the best in the world. So. Beautiful. Yeah. So let's switch to German. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Was hast du heute gemacht auf der Arbeit? Ja, du weißt das schon. Also ich habe jetzt, ich vorbereite mich für meine Zertifizierung mhm. und äh, genau, also ich habe den ganzen Tag gelernt und ein paar also Mockup-Tests auch gemacht und genau, dann haben wir zusammen äh, geluncht, also Mittagessen gegangen mhm. und dann eine schöne Runde auch äh, in, in, äh, bei Alster und mhm. war schön. Also. Und ja. heute sind wir hier, <lacht> machen wir diesen Podcast. Ja. Was hast du gemacht? Ich habe, ich hatte heute außergewöhnlich viele Termine. Ja, das ist nicht normal bei meiner Arbeit. Ich war, ich glaube, so ungefähr drei Stunden in den Terminen. Aber ansonsten habe ich die ganz normale Arbeit gemacht, Kampagnen optimiert. <lacht> ja. Okay, so how did that feel? Yeah, for me it's it's a bit awkward. You know, like <laughs> the first 10-15 seconds when I open my mouth and start talking German, oh man, I I'm very nervous. You're you know? sweating it. Yeah, <laughs> but because I I'm getting so nervous that I'm losing even my limited German, you know. And then, uh, but it depends if I feel in this really relaxed environment and I had the beer or two, yeah. then I'm fluent, you know. <laughs> But I always, always have this feeling that yeah, I'm getting a bit stressed out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have that. But you see that at all? No, I, no. I, I, yeah. I think more, like with with yeah, the yeah, yeah. Totally because right. I've been learning German from For the so first grade, really. Mm. So um, yeah, and I use it every day here as well. That's mm. why I. I mm. feel quite okay. It's just if I talk in German for the whole day, I, I'm a little in bit tired in the evening still. Mm. Even though it's kind of like I I I like it very much that at home we speak Georgian and it's kind of relaxing. You mm. don't have to think as... about it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so one more. Okay. Yeah. Si hablamos español. Uh, Podemos hablar. Sí. Dime, no sé, uh, dime algo de de tu de tu viaje si quieres. Mm. Pues quieres hacer, um, no tengo planeado todo el viaje todavía, pero voy a empezar con Perú. Eh, el, el 22 de febrero 
y me quedaré ahí tres semanas uh, y después vendrán mis padres también. ¿Pero qué vas a hacer? Viajar todo el rato. Quería hacer trekking en las montañas sí y ver algunos sitios arqueológicos como Machu Picchu sí y sí eso es creo no no tengo muchos planes todavía ah it feels exciting I I I like the Spanish language very much so whenever I I get have a chance to talk it Talk in, in this language, I, I feel excited, so I, so I feel fun. happy. But people, people have, that happens to me. That's my French. Yeah? French is the language that I, that I just like... I want to learn French. It's, I, 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 I don't know, I wanted to learn it from the beginning, and I... You enjoy it's the same, it. Yeah, I totally love French. I, I, French is just sort of... For, for me, French is the most beautiful language in the world. Yeah. And oh. Italian, French and Italian. Oh, French is just sort of, you know, I, I mean, I, I listen to the news in French. Everything, everything's yeah. funnier and uh, more dramatic and more beautiful <laughs> and more sort of... Everything's just sort of, you know... Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, what, what do you call it? A, a, a superlative, you know? Uh, yeah. Sort of everything's just better. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. I have that feeling for um, Argentinian Spanish. I think I could listen to it a whole day. Uh, just could listen to it. I, I love Spanish. I, 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 you know, sort of. I love the music and the sort of. So I, so I love Spanish, but I don't have the same as the, as the yeah. French. Yeah. I started learning uh, French uh, last year in summer. Mm, it was very difficult. I found it really difficult to read it. Yeah. So it was the first time for me that I had such difficulty with a language. Yeah, it was hard and then I understood, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to forget all my Spanish. So yeah, I had to choose between yeah. We're kind of coming to the, to the end of our little episode. Uh, I see the time running out as mm -hmm. well. Let's say you have kids. What culture will your kids have? I think both. I, 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 we both what? Both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a I mean, you guys yeah. are funny. So, so, okay, so will you teach your children Georgian? Will you speak Georgian? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. That okay. will be my my entire job. You know, yeah. I, so, I'm going to teach my so kids. So let's say you grow that, that that you continue living in Germany. So then the children would grow up with German and Georgian. Yeah. And that's that's fine. And I think so far. But let's say you move. So. They will talk to uh, in Russian. Yeah, I think I don't. I, that's I, too much. Yeah. I yeah. I, but I read an article. You could raise up your kid tri trilingual. Well, it, it I mean, works. I, I don't. I guess it works. Yes, fine. Whatever. I guess it works. <laughs> uh, theoretically, you have to see how how it works with the mm. children. But I mean, if you really, I, I have three children, and I think they're really smart. <laughs> of course, yeah, another I thing. Them. It's too much at the beginning. It's too much at the beginning. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's too much at the beginning. It's. It's. They. They. They want to express complicated thoughts, and they want to be able to express that in one language. And then you know, sort of, for example, right now, I mean, we do all math in German. Because otherwise it's just too confusing. But school is a different topic. So we uh, we thought about oh, yeah, the toddler, school. you know, yeah. before school age, kind of. A, Building this foundation. Yeah, I think you'd have to look at the kid as well. So if if you see that he or she is stressed, 
buy it or yeah you'd have to on the level of accents or, or pronunciation i mean my children hear hungarian yeah. they hear me speak hungarian to my parents it's not like i hide it from them i listen to french radio every day they hear that i speak to hendrik it's our secret language so we speak mm -hmm. in, in french um i have we have a lot of spanish friends so we're latin american friends so they come over they you know sort of so what do you think with with you know with having children i mean sort of how how do you do, does that complicate it or does that make it easier? You know, maybe that makes it easier. I mean, sort of. I I have certainly become more German through my children. I think that sort of um, my kids are so German in some ways that um, and and for sure Hamburg is their home and German is their also their mother tongue next to English. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just so so maybe that makes it easier as well because through them you know vicariously I kind of become more German as well and then and then you go through different phases of your life I mean then you would go through giving birth you know yeah. sort of being a mother mm -hmm. raising a child so all these experiences would then be exclusively German and yeah. no longer Georgian or Russian or <laughs> yeah. sorry nothing with Latin America either. <laughs> I think definitely that would happen because um, especially from the moment they go to kindergarten, they're out of home, you need to adjust yourself to German lifestyle. Yeah. So that, that's definitely going to happen. But we will never stop talking to each other in Georgian, so yes. I think there will be Georgian and German, but of course uh, more and more German. Yeah, that's what I predict. But, uh, but I, I'm gonna enco encourage my kids um, to have visit often, like to uh, invite their friends over as many times as I can. Because I, in Georgia, I my friends would use, visit me almost every day. It was normal to after school to go to somebody else's place. So that's what I. Of course, it's gonna be German, but I'm also gonna try to bring something Georgian in it. Like but I think it's very German. I mean, my kids have these fuck yeah. fatal all the time. Yeah, yeah sure. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but see, that's what I mean. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe but cultures they was, influence each other, and maybe yeah. it all kind of mixes at some point. Yeah. Because this geographical presence, uh, I think um, in in the future, more it will lose more and more. It's uh, the Significance. The sense, you know, because I think that my kids will spend summer in Georgia as well with their grandparents. So they will be crazy after them. And they, I guess they will spend more time talking to them than we do in, in one year, I guess, because you entertain after work. So from 6 p.m. or then you talk how many hours and they have this entire day for three months and they talk and talk and never stop. So. And I believe that was the case, for example, when I went uh, to visit my grandparents uh, in the village, so I came back with a little bit of accent, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then <laughs> the people used to make fun of that, and they observed, like, from which part of Georgia your family came. How funny, know? okay. Yeah, so I believe that when they come from Georgia back to Germany, they will be very Georgians, you know? And then yeah. going to school after a year, it will change again. So. And it will be always in this in-between. And so how, how do you think that is? I mean, sort of... Is that is that a, is that something that's in, that enriches your life to have all these different cultures, or is it something that's a bit of you know? I mean, it is your life, you know. It, it is what it is, and and you can embrace it, and I think you should always embrace mm -hmm. it. But is it something that enriches you, or does it have any negative aspects as well? Having having more than one culture, and you know, sort of in mm -hmm. your case, too, when you have three actually, when you have the Russian and the and the and not, I'm not just talking language, but I mean also the culture and the the, the influence of. 
of that culture. Yeah, I, I now that I think of it, I, I only see the positive parts. Because especially with the language, you understand so much more. Like you're able to read in that language, communicate with that language in that language. So I think from this perspective, yeah, it's it's a positive thing. Negative, I would say maybe if you can't really handle it. If for some people it's too much, it's not for everybody. Maybe it's just uh, they they just can't can't. If if some people just come to Germany and they see okay, it's not theirs, they can't live here. It takes some time. It's a kind of you pay this migration custom. price, right? So coming here, of course, yeah. That's the if you leave somewhere else, that's also the negative part that you miss the other stuff. Uh, you miss. Yeah, I mean, it's always friends. pros and cons. And uh, for example, I mentioned that for me. You know, I still keep worrying about that country, you know, somehow. Every morning Georgia. I open the news and read these headlines. I don't read the entire article, but I, I want to be informed what's going on there because I know the struggle people have there. And, for example, you like you bump into the stories that someone needs a surgery and then they have this GoFundMe page or something and there's always somebody who needs help there, so... Then I used to talk to my mom and she gossips around <laughs> what's going on in my family, what's my the niece is doing. I guess it's um, it's enriching. At the end of the day, it's definitely positive, but it has something in the package that might be also this downtime. So you hear all of it. Because every time I talk to my, my mom, I think 60-70%, there are some negative stories. Somebody got this cancer diagnosis or somebody died. Because people still suffer there in compared, like because people in Germany they do not kind of appreciate the privileged life they have here somehow. Because sometimes I have the feeling that when I go to work they complain like half hour for five minutes traffic jam and uh, because it's we have here this first first world problems I have to say it's I nothing bad about that but then having this completely new window, is this fresh breeze comes from there, you know, then I appreciate more my presence here, more what we achieved together. So sometimes I have this flash that, oh, Tiana, we made, we did a great job, you know, because uh, there are so many people who still suffering there and they don't have uh, bread at home or their kids don't have enough medication or whatever, so... Yeah, it's um, enriching, definitely. I'm very proud of that background, but it's not just only happy and colorful and pinky stuff there, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, Teona. Thank you, Lasha, for coming. That was my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much, Teona and Lasha. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Dr. J signing out.